Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ, certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Hello. How are you, Chris? We're back on your ears. Back on my ears. <laughs> back on your ears. We're going around that little bit, around, your, around the hall <laughs> of your ear, and we're going inside, and the little anvil and the hammer... Do you ever get taught that in biology? There's a little hammer and an anvil in there, I think. Is there really? I mean, um, yeah, I think so. Uh, Where's the islet of Lagerhans? Have we spoken about this before? Probably. I think that's in the liver. I, yeah, Sorry, oh everyone. <laughs> I, d- you, oh. I didn't need to bring that up, did I? I'm quite good at talking to people, right? I'm you, quite conversationally um, good. But then there's... How do you come you back reckon? to what Pete says, ladies and gentlemen? How do you, you don't do have it? to. You just, just sit back and enjoy it, mate. It's a ride. It is quite fun. It's a fairground. It's exciting seeing what comes up. You never know. Come you know. join, join the joyride, mate. Get involved. That's a t-shirt worthy quote there. Come join, Come the, join the joyride. Come Stick join it on Pete's ride. t-shirt. Yeah. I'm feeling emotional. Oh, oh no. Because I'm sitting with you, Pete. Right. <laughs> but uh, Gotta go, got go back to Japan soon. You're probably going to miss me, I imagine. Well, I've got to go back to Japan. But one thing I did today, I was driving down the M4, because mm-hmm. I'm still in the UK, ladies and gentlemen, driving down the M4, which goes into London, uh, and I took a little detour to George Michael's house. <laughs> right, I didn't expect okay. that line. Bit Any particular reason? Well, as you know, George Michael is dead. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't, what a callous way to reveal it. Yeah, after discussion about ears. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad. I love yeah. George Michael. I, it's weird because I like music like The Clash, Suede, The Doors, mm. The Smiths, and nestled firmly in that top ten list of my favourite artists is George Michael because mm. he's done some great songs. I'm not talking about his days in Wham, really. Right, I'm okay. not talking Wake Me Up Before, we go, before You Go, Go. I'm talking uh, Kissing a Fool, Cowboys and Angels, uh, some of his late Let's music. go outside, that one. Probably not that one. Why? Not, not really like that one. It was after he got caught in a toilet doing naughty things and then he came this back with a video. This is supposed to be emotional. He came back with a video of um, sexy ladies and him dancing around as a, as a, a cop, dressed as a fair. cop, it's quite a funny um, video. dancing around. In but the, I do like George Michael and... Um, yeah, I felt like I wanted to go and see his house. It's common yeah. knowledge where his house is in uh, Goring, in Goring on Thames. Right. Uh, where he did pass away two years ago uh, on Christmas Day. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I drove up there, I parked up, 
Was there like, like a little shrine? Around, you, there's, uh, at the front of his house, there's lots of um, pictures of George and, you know, people have written notes and things mm. as flowers. It's quite sad and emotional, but it's, you know, it's, I felt like I wanted to go there and sort of pay tribute. Didn't oh, really do anything. You. I just sort of stood there and went, oh... It's a, sad. <laughs> it's a solemn bow. And then I got and then back left. in the car and carried on down the M4. Did you play any George Michael music on the way there or on the way back? I did. I had this. It's really weird. I had the um, my iPhone on random. Right. And uh, there's about three thousand songs on my phone. Mm. And during my time in Goring on Thames, at least three George Michael, Michael songs, songs came up. On. That's incredible. It was it what was a like hit rate. Fate. It was magical. There's uh, there was a big battle battle uh, Highgate, uh, a part of London that you and Natsuki have definitely visited because you went to Highgate Cemetery. Yes, Karl Marx well, statue. Karl Marx's yeah. statue. Um, there is a big shrine that I believe is still there um, for George Michael because mm. he does also have, or he did also have a house around there, and uh, basically the uh, the village is very insular and they have like residence meetings and they have like um, neighbourhood watch and they're very kind of like they don't like outsiders and stuff and they're very particular about who lives where and right. in the place um, and so when the shrine went up um, from like people visiting from all around the world uh, some really emotional messages and like little diary entries and little songs that people have written and stuff and flowers and pictures candles etc etc that, that appeared on this green in front of a lot of houses now um, a lot of the high community assumed that the houses behind the shrine owned that piece of grass but they didn't um, they would always have their say when it came to anything that was allowed on that grass but the, the fact that the George Michael stuff started uh, appearing, um, the people behind it couldn't get rid of it because they weren't legally allowed to, so it created a real hoo-ha in Highgate Village uh, as far as I can tell. It's a very, very wealthy there. area it's, it's very most nice. expensive, did you say you lived there? I used to live there, yeah. Once. The most expensive yeah. part of London, you lived there? I lived there but it was a rent Oh, wasn't it? <laughs> it was it was it was on there for a crazy rate. We had um, we had carpet moths. That was upsetting. First world problems. Pete Dawson carpet moths. Not my carpets, mate. Not us. Swanky oh, wait, Sorry, can you get rid of these carpet moths to my uh, to my uh, property uh, letting agent? They went. Uh, you're gonna have to get rid of those yourself. I went. Right, fine. They're eating your carpet. They're eating my carpet. All right. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we featured the Japan Times, and uh, in the article, they pointed out how this podcast, whilst talking about Japan, we often sometimes explore other topics. Mm, and today, carpet moths. We've gone the, George Michael. down the road of carpet moths and George Michael. Mm. Uh, it's a Q&A video. We are answering your questions, guys, sent in to the fax machine straight from Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. What have we got, Mr. Donaldson? Well, first things first, it's not a video, so grow up, Chris. Oh, You're not crap. in YouTube land now. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> Kevin. Hey, Kevin from Norway here. I'm a huge fan. I mean, binge listening to the podcast for the past two months. Oh, what, what a terrible two months, <laughs> I usually listen to your podcast while I'm walking to buy groceries or just in general while playing games, more specifically, the Yakuza games. I always want to visit Japan for some time, but I've been too afraid to ride in airplanes. Do you have any suggestions or tips on how to overcome that fear? And also, what area do you recommend I should visit first, Kevin? I am also afraid of airplanes, Kevin. Probably not to that degree. I mean, I still get fly. Pissed. You could get pissed, like Pete Dawson does every day. Or no. sleeping pills are a good way. Sleeping pills? You take sleeping pills on the plane, right, don't you? I do, yeah. Why do you do that? Because I want to sleep, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to Taiwan now next month, and I am. I got myself a business seat because I was like, you know what? I deserve this. You lucky son. And when I lie flat, I'm going to say, "Highgate apartments." I, des- I deserve this. I'll find carpet moths on the on, I, the, on the seat. Oh no! I actually Followed got me. a business class flight once. Uh, it was paid for by some company who were getting me to fly between London and Tokyo, and it was quite good. It was nice. Mm. Um, Not worth the money that it's printed on, though, is no, it? No, I, I would never do it myself. But I was on the plane. Some nasty turbulence hit. 
I was terrified because I get really scared of turbulence. My body just kicks in, my heart beats, my heart races. And I remember turning to the air, steward guy, steward guy, I was like, I'm scared, what should I do? And he brought me some sleeping pills and the pilot of the plane, which didn't really oh, right, help okay. because... Yeah, you, you kind of want that guy up front. Why, he was like, I think it was French. He was like, don't worry, the plane is uh, completely safe. There'll be no problem at all. He's, uh, he can see, he can fly 30,000 feet, no problem. It is not a like, problem. I, plane, I will take what I will prove to you. I will land this plane after taking one of these sleeping pills. Ha-ha. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's Get good. back in the cockpit, it's good, yeah, yeah, go to the cockpit and fly the plane. Don't talk to me. <laughs> can you wheel my but that's seat amazing. into that the cockpit? That is the benefit of business class. Not only do you get a seat that turns into a bed, but the pilot will come out and chat to you in French I could get the, any pilot from any plane to come out if I <laughs> if I played if I that created awfully like a hijacking scenario if I was not if I was not enough I reckon the pilot would come out and go what, what Peter, qualifies as not stop enough stop this running I, around I, you know what I'd really like to do on a plane like run you know like people who try and like park all people who sort of run up a wall and flip like backflip yeah I'd like to do that on the door I don't think that I'll would help Kevin faces on the plane no I hope no, Kevin I, never no. ends up flying with you because that probably won't help the situation to, to Kevin I say take some sleeping pills I did have a friend once I worked with who was like Kevin level afraid of flying Kevin level Kevin level it's a new technical term <laughs> uh, take he, she got like an injection before the flight what they like stuck a syringe in her arm knocked her out for 12 hours and that was it so you was could she, do that is she like a, was she been like Repatriate? What's going on? I don't she's know. She's bloody I'm... terrified of flying, as I, I am sometimes. I mean, yeah, but like an injection, and they're just taking a, 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 a prone body. You're basically carting a, a, an unconscious woman. Is that true? Yes. Because you can't just inject women or men with drugs, and then they just pass out. They're not fit to fly. What if the the plane crashes? Sorry, Kevin, close your ears. Well, I did um, think about that, yeah. Yeah. How's she going to swim? I'm fairly certain she's having you on there. Nah, I'm not having it. Nah, she, she, did right. it. she did she it. She did it. Believe my stories. Believe my stories. Uh, we've got a, got a question here from Kieran <laughs> who says, Hello, Chrissy A. Hello, Peter D. Chrissy yeah. A, I'm guessing Chrissy abroad. I don't know. There was a bloke who used to own a lot of equipment that I now have in my house called Chrissy Apples, who used to produce the football podcast. Lovely name. Chrissy Hi. Apples. Hello, Chrissy A. Hello, Peter D. Hope you're both well. Currently listening, as I always do, while stacking shelves in my part-time job in Tesco. I'm currently a law student who plans on venturing into corporate law when I graduate. I am about to start learning Japanese because apparently I'm a sad- sadist, sadist. I've never known how to pronounce that word. Sadist. sadist. Yeah. And law degree isn't and law degree work isn't enough for me my question is is the myth of japanese workers all working one million hours a week true if so are expats also expected to follow suit uh finally if natsuki doesn't have an english football team please tell him to support everton (laughs) i'll happily send him a t-shirt uh kieran from chester what do you say to supporting everton i mean i'm furious that he got him supporting everton but i mean he could have worse football teams i suppose oh god what was the I've started collecting J-League shirts. I've got quite a few now, like 20 of them. I've got the Jeff United, who have a funny name. The, what's the <laughs> Jeff hon- United? Yeah, Jeff United. That's what's, a football team Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. Jeff what's United. Jeff United. Where? J-A-F. I don't know, I'll give it a Google. You, Phil. Uh, in the meantime, well, go- go- Pete giggles Jeff United. Google, Pete. Uh, I will say Japanese workers do work a lot of hours but they're not very efficient. If you look at worker efficiency, Japan isn't ranked that high. Mm. I think American workers are actually more efficient. Um, 
And that's because in Japan, workers are expected to be present at the job. That above all, that's the most important thing. They're supposed to be at the job. They prize that above all, that you're always on standby, that you're always in your role. We had teachers, you know, I'd look around the staff room where I used to work at school, 120 teachers, and many of them would just do nothing. Mm. They would just stay till really late to look good. And if I stayed at my desk until 5pm, 6pm, like an hour or two past what I needed to, I would get complimented on being a really great employee. Even though I, I was often just that. doing nothing, like learning Japanese or watching videos on YouTube. That's so They'd silly. be like, wow, Chris, you're the best employee we've ever had because you're here an extra hour. So uh, they're probably uh, not big on teleworking or anything like that or working from home. Oh, God, that would not work. <laughs> but no, uh, Japan, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, they do expect expats to do that as well. If you work in Japan for a Japanese company, you will be expected to work to mm. death until 10pm. <laughs> There's no concept of free time and work time there's like the barriers aren't there it's it's yeah it's pretty bad actually uh, we, one of japan's sh- biggest one of japan's weakest points i'd say is the the work ethic or the work people mentality. do people do nothing until late just because their managers don't go on um we should give um kevin a japanese football team may i recommend jubilo awata jubilo which i think is Spanish for joy. There's a lot of like French and Spanish words in, in J League teams. I've noticed. Um, is the official Yamaha team, or they started as the Yamaha football team, and their biggest rival is Honda's football team. Except Honda uh, uh, oh, are cool. professional. Uh, there, if anyone li- knows football and knows Japan, um, <laughs> uh, Japan. If if anyone could what recommend a good Did book, you just break? if Did anybody, you just break? It's lit. Um, I've got the radio shaft. Um, uh, if if anyone could um, give me like a book about the history of um, the J League or the history of Japanese football, that would of be Japan. Nah, Japan, the Japan League. <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. And because um, I'm in control of the buttons, uh, Chris. I'm going to say, let's take a shot at break. Damn you, Pete. But first, I'll put the fader up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. <laughs> Thoroughly wash your manly body. Wow. Yeah. Dear Chris and Pete, I was wondering whether you have to alter your personality in Japan so they don't misunderstand or get offended. Best wishes, Aaron from Iceland. Do you have to alter your personality when you go to Japan, Pete? Um, I'm nice every time I leave these aisles. I'm much more pleasant. I'm like a kind of very... I'm like an Instagram filter version of me. The things I say, the things I want. Very, very much um, tidied up. Seemed pretty much the same to me. Drunk in the UK, <laughs> drunk outside. Right, I got the reputation of being drunk. I'm not. I don't drink Monday through Friday, but when Friday night comes round, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday, isn't it? It is Tuesday, yeah. Wait, no, it's Wednesday. No, it's Wednesday. Good Lord. God, you're so drunk you're doing all day. Drunk on coffee. <laughs> uh, do you modify your behaviour when you're abroad? I do. In what way? I'm nicer. <laughs> in Japan, I'm not really me. If I'm speaking Japanese or dealing with Japanese people, it's like a mm. Chris Broad light edition. <laughs> it's like you a don't demo, get the full like experience. There's no right. sarcasm. There's a little humour. Mm. I don't do. I don't really understand Japanese humour. Mm. Uh, I'm not very good at it. It's very self-deprecating humour. So, I mean, the only way I could get my students to laugh was I'd just walk in the class one day and go. Oh, I'm fat now. Ah oh, ha ha. Chris is fat. And they'd go, ah oh, ha. And that'd be that. That's, that's all I could do. That's the only way I can make people laugh. And that's <laughs> all that I still excuse? do now. That's why I eat pizza. To be fair, it's not much better. It's not much worse than my normal humour anyway. But <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I'm not very opinionated when I speak Japanese. Because mm. it's kind of, you're very crass if you're very opinionated. If you throw your opinions out there. Unless it's a good friend like Natsuki or someone, you know. Mm. Uh, Natsuki seems very opinionated about Natsuki's things. Natsuki's frighteningly opinionated. Mm. Uh, but unless you're very good friends with someone, you know, feel like you have to kind of hold yourself in reserve mm. a little bit right okay. um, and yeah I, I feel like I'm not really me when I speak Japanese so oh, yeah. isn't that sad yeah how would you how would you introduce a little bit of you I'll just be like oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not how you speak that's, that's, that's nothing that's nothing like, like you speak that's how I speak yeah so there is a, definitely a lot of tidying up when it comes to uh, Chris Japan style. Um, 
where are we at? I've lost where we are. I've lost where the emails I'll are. I'll do Look. it. Hi, Chris all and right. Pete. My name's Hayden from, from York. Um, first of all, just like to say, I love the podcast. Listen every week. I'm going to Japan for two weeks in just over six weeks. I'll be visiting Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka and Hiroshima. I still have one more hotel to book in Tokyo on my return there before my flight home to the UK. I'm staying in Shibuya when I first arrived, but wondered if you could recommend any other areas in Tokyo to stay. Thank you. Hayden. There is a lovely hotel that is staffed entirely by robot dinosaurs. (laughs) And you should definitely consider that one because it is really fun and well thought out. And it's just overlooking Disneyland. And it's so just you go to Disneyland, kill two birds with one stone. Um, <laughs> just be aware, Hayden, if you do go to the Henna Hotel, Robot Dinosaur Hotel, it doesn't really work. The dinosaurs <laughs> don't work. It just doesn't work. The staff will have to come out and oh, do everything for the robots. What are you, TripAdvisor? Grow I up. would say Ueno. 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 Mm. Near, yeah, is uh, that where the nice shops are? Yeah, kind mm. of. Near Asakusa. It's very cheap mm. there. I often there's two areas of Tokyo. I kind of see like the east and the west. The west is like Shibuya, Shinjuku, Harajuku, uh, and the east side is uh Ueno, Tokyo Station, Akihabara, right. Asakusa. I tend to stay in one or the other, depending on where I'm doing things, what I'm filming, where business is, whatever. Mm. Uh yeah, I'd say stay in Ueno and you get to see the other side of Tokyo mm. and explore a lot of cool stuff there. The first so, time I went I stayed in Shiodome for some reason. Shiodome. Oh right, yeah. I don't very know why. luxurious, decadent area where the oh, it rich was, folk it go was and very, couples who are getting married and having honeymoons. It was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and played the, uh, stayed in the Cerulean Tower in uh, Shibuya, which is also very expensive. The Cerulean Tower, yes. If you have money to burn, yeah. you stay in Shibuya. The it's Cerulean lovely. Tower. The good thing about Ueno, though, is, yeah, hotels are frighteningly cheap. Oh. Frighteningly cheap. Frighteningly cheap. Frighteningly spooky. cheap. <gasps> You've just handed me a scary invoice. Whoa. Well, I remember I went My to... My account's going to shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a few, weeks, uh, a few weeks ago in the podcast, we talked about how I, I bragged about how I spent three months of my teaching salary to stay at the Park Hyatt Hotel oh, yes, in Shinjuku yes, yes, yes. where they filmed Lost in Translation. The day after I did that, I stayed in a business hotel in Ueno, next to Ueno Station, mm. for about like 3,000 yen. And got for the man who looked like Bill Murray. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> but I went from like super luxury hotel, 300 metres above the city, looking yeah. out over the skyline, to like a dustbin. So uh, you went, I, I you went from the Scarlett Johansson to Bill Murray, basically. basically. And yeah. I opened the door of the hotel room and loads of smoke just came out. Nice. Because um, people smoke in there and there was just still smoke in the room for some reason. <laughs> the bed stained in wine and cigarettes. Uh, nothing. TV didn't really work. Yeah. The lamp was broken. But I liked it. I felt like I was on a film set. So stay there. <laughs> Don't know what it was called. It was just type in booking.com and go to the cheapest place you can find and then you can relive <laughs> the magic of the world's crappiest hotel. Lovely hotel. Do that, job. Hayden. Well, enjoy yourself, Hayden, and, yeah, stay out of trouble, yeah? Uh, Steve from Cleveland, Ohio, which I believe is in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, hi, Chris and Pete. I've uh, been following your YouTube channel for a while now, but I just recently discovered your podcast. What a great way to pass the time in the office. It is. Last September, I went on my first ever trip to Japan and had a rather interesting encounter on my very first day in Tokyo. As I was walking through Yogi Park, a homeless writer approached me and was very excited to talk to me in English. We chatted for nearly 30 minutes about writing, politics and the Japanese judicial system. He was of the belief that the infamous Japanese politeness is just a mask that some people put on to appease the authority figures. He claimed that Japanese police are very overbearing and if you're accused of something, you're pretty much guaranteed to be proven guilty. For that reason, the Japanese public is overly concerned with etiquette so they don't offend the wrong person and end up in legal trouble. 
In speaking with your Japanese colleagues, have they ever expressed a similar uh, sentiment? Or do you think this man was being overly dramatic because of a particular instance he faced in his past? We'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, Steve from Cleveland, Ohio. I'd actually quite like to hear the thoughts of the homeless writer man in Yoyogi this Park. Is, there's so many exciting things in this. this maybe, maybe homeless writer. I want to meet a homeless writer. They closed um, Yogi Speak- Park once because of dengue fever. So maybe he's got a dose of it and he's gone slowly crazy. Well, I mean, half of what he said makes sense. Yeah. I like the the bit where he said... Uh, it's a bit of a mask. You're pretty much guaranteed to be proven guilty mm. if you're accused of something. It's kind of true. Mm. I think there's a 99% conviction rate or 98%. That's pretty good. That's good policing. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you haven't done it. <laughs> then you're in big trouble. Well, there's a bit, you know, the big story with Carlos Ghosn, the, uh, the head of uh, Nissan, mm. Renault, recently got uh, accused of doing various naughty things like hiding away $20 million in tax money or something. Right. Uh, uh, but very much, the ca- he's been, you know, proven guilty until innocent. And he's spent the last two or three months in a tatami mat room the size of a small toilet do on you, the floor, just wondering where, how it got to that. Do you get, um, in Japanese prisons, do you get tatami mats? That's what I'd like to know. I believe so. Oh. What would you want? So nice. But I think it's... More luxurious than many Airbnbs I've stayed in. From what I understand, and I hope I don't ever end up there, end up there um, Japanese... Prisons are pretty grim. Mm. There's a like an unpleasant regime. You have like 20 minutes of outdoor time where you have to run around in a field. Then you get back in your tatami mat, tiny room, and right. lay on the floor and do nothing. I mean, don't do crimes, guys. That's what, that's, that's don't the... do crimes and don't get accused of something, of anything, even if you're innocent. <laughs> just, yeah. just don't get accused of anything and don't, you'll be fine. Don't put love potions in people's drinks. Don't... What other crimes have we heard recently witnessed lately? Don't kick any robots down some stairs. Um, I'm trying to think about it. Were there any more crimes that you t- talked about? From the Don't last few open weeks. A, a robot hotel. Don't <laughs> dupe people into thinking that robots are cool. They're not cool. I don't think the um, the whole the, the bit about what, what did he say? He was of the belief that infamous Japanese politeness is just a mask that most people put on to appease authority figures. That's not true. I think Japanese people politeness and hierarchy has always been built into hmm. Japanese culture. So I don't think. People are just polite because they don't want to get, end up in a Japanese prison. I don't think that's the case. Um, so, no. I think he was being a little bit overly dramatic. Um, He's a writer. He's a writer, Chris. character. That's it's his every day you chat to a homeless writer for 30 minutes about writing politics in the Japanese judicial system. Mm. It's great. a little voyeuristic, but the homeless community of Yogi Park is actually quite fascinating in the way that they construct their little houses out of uh, cardboard. They are very ornate and very organised and... About, if you looked at that, I went, yeah, that looks Japanese to me. <laughs> Even the homeless people are very tidy. They're very nice. They're yes. on their uppers. <laughs> I don't know how to build on that. They're on their uppers, but they've got very nice, tidy little houses they've made. Lisa says... My name's Pete. Oh, right, oh, carry on. Hi, Chris and Pete. Mm. I'm making my first trip to Japan next year and travelling with a friend who is lovely in many ways but has an extremely loud, booming speaking voice and a laugh that causes people to jump in fright from intensity. How will this float in Japan? We're both visiting uh, cities and rural areas. Should I ask my friend to tone it down and risk a very long, frosty two weeks or say nothing <laughs> and not worry about it? Love the podcast. My favourite two broadcasters creating an audio sandwich of delight. Make hump <laughs> make hump day something to look forward to. What does that mean? Uh, hump day is Wednesday. It's like that hump you got to get over. And then really? it's the sweet, innards, the sweet filling of Saturday and Friday. I don't know if that's if you're making that up or not, but I'm going to go along hump with that. Hump day, happy hump, hump day. day. Happy hump day. Keep you've up been the good a, work. You've been away for England too long. Lisa, I have. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I will say, tell your friend not to be too loud. I always feel so uncomfortable if I'm on a train and my friend's talking too loud because it's silence. Oh, yeah. Japanese trains are like being on a moving library. Uh, <laughs> if you're talking loud, everyone will look or feel uncomfortable and it's just a bit annoying. Yeah. It sucks, if really, because you, you should be able to talk on a train. Yeah, but, I mean, I think some people are just too bloody loud anyway, really. The arrogance of sound. I hate people who just can't close the door without slamming it. Like, slammy man. How, pet, how slammy man? Is that your, is that your pet peeve? Well, people who can't... People, the arrogance man. of slamming a door. It's just so arrogant. Making noise for no reason. Terrible. I, yeah, just have the frosty two weeks and that'll... that'll I'm sure your yeah, friends are not frosty, so, really. I mean, well, it might be a bit awkward if I'm like, Pete, can you just not be loud for the next two weeks? The can problem you just is... stop talking, Pete, for the next two weeks while we're on the trip? My, my, I've, I've tried that. I've tried that with friends. They, If you ever need to find out who the loud and clumsy friend is, um, take them to Japan because they will just get themselves caught on doorways and... <laughs> Um, if you take the golden guy and they'll just be at the end they'll just be wearing one of the buildings because they're just too <laughs> big and lumbering and um, they just trip over stuff and bash into people and th- loud people as well just too loud on the trains uh, Pete uh, we're getting over this stop let's just calm it down like you must know you that nobody else is holiday? making that noise. I'd risk a, f- I'd risk, risk. A, I'd risk a frosty holiday but to be honest Lisa they're going to be just as loud as they are at home because loud people can't learn the there arrogance of the loud person. I'm not having it. Yeah, here first, folks. Uh, we got <laughs> last question. Uh, it's from Alex. It says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. You He's talk from a Portsmouth. fair amount. Sorry, he's from Portsmouth. In brackets. <laughs> Hi, Chris and Pete. You talk a fair amount about cultural differences and how sometimes meaning can be misinterpreted. My question is, what's the strangest conversation you've inadvertently found yourself having in Japanese, and why? Keep up the good work, chaps. Hopefully, this will serve as a time capsule to an older Alex who will happen upon this message being read out in the future when he catches up on the show." Ooh. Love from Alex in Portsmouth. I like that time traveller, Alex. Um, Clever, obviously, isn't it? obviously, I can't speak Japanese, so it, it probably over to Chris in this one. The only one I can think of is I was saying house instead of no. What? Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Is it? Yes, yeah means no, and yeah means house. Yeah. Can you see how those two could have been confused, Chris? Well, context surely would have saved the day. Probably, but me just gone house, house. It's like. Do you want some cheese? And you go, house! It doesn't work, I would work, never say no to that. Or house. I want a house full of cheese! We've all been there. I want lots of cheese. Uh, the weirdest conversation I can recall was on my first day in my job as a teacher. We had this lovely woman who was a little bit old, a uh, teacher. Mm. Um, can't remember her name. But she came over and she used to bring me Kit Kats. She's really nice. She'd be like, oh, hello, Chris Sensei. She spoke English quite well. She's an mm. English teacher. Very old. And she's like, oh, Chris Sensei, I have a Kit Kat. Oh, she knows that flock yacht, but not she? Yeah. She's got your number, mate. In my mate. books. Um, <laughs> I suppose actually it was in English. But let's just pretend. I'm just going to carry on. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't in Japanese. It was in English. Yeah. But she, but we didn't, I'd only met her about 20 minutes ago. Mm. She brought the Kit Kats over. She was in my good books. And then she went, have you seen Osama Bin Laden's girlfriend? She was very pretty. She's so nice. And right. I was like, is this actually happening? Is this a convent? I'm jet lagged. I'm tired. <laughs> I've flown 8,000 miles. I've had a crappy orientation in Shinjuku for three days. Now I'm jet lagged. I'm hot. It's 45 degrees. And now we're talking about Osama Bin Laden, recently deceased. We're talking about his girlfriend. Sorry, Chris, man. And Google Pete is now looking up Osama Bin Laden's girlfriend on Google. Laden's- but how did that even come up as a conversation topic? Uh, girlfriend. 
Of all Why? the things. I mean, to be fair, it, it's a nice, it's a good conversation opener, isn't it? Oh, I've written girl. I've written girl fiend. Bin and he, and he was fiend. a fiend, so they probably got on quite well. Bin Laden's girl fiend. Yeah. Stunning. I, I don't know. I, I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he I don't wasn't know what much I of a looker, that. was he? I think I just stuck the Kit Kat slowly in my mouth and was like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's really sexy. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, then, and then with that, the, the conversation ended there. She went, uh, and then slowly even... walked off to her little room, which was like the other side of the staff room. Uh, it's a, a, a weird one. Yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like she had brought the Kit Kats as a way of, you know, having an excuse to come over and then talk about Osama Bin Laden's girlfriend. <laughs> I, but again... <laughs> Jet lagged, dehydrated. Yeah, That's not the subject wearing, you want to talk about. Well, she's wearing niqab in this one, so I don't know what the. <laughs> Stop I'm, looking I at Osama Bin Laden's girlfriend. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't know. I forbid you to look at Osama Bin Laden's girlfriend. I think again. I imagine he would as well. To oh. be honest, if he had his way, <laughs> he's he's not known for pragmatism, this is, is he? I, this is the worst possible ending to any podcast. Talking <laughs> about Osama Bin Laden. I want to end it two questions ago, but you insisted on doing the last two questions, Chris. After my, I can't even remember what I said, but it was horrible. But that's so. The, let's finish now. Let, yeah, just keep the questions coming, guys. To Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Yes, and we will not be talking. I can confirm we will not be talking about Osama bin Laden's girlfriend. You don't week. know that. You can't. Unless you can't say that for certain. Decides to bring it up. Bye bye, everyone. Let's get out of here. <laughs> bin Laden's girlfriend. How could it get so low? Fuck me, Christopher. Sorry. <laughs>